Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. This week, I am super excited to be joined um, by Stephanie, and Stephanie Rich is a business strategist and mindset coach who helps aspiring coaches and consultants to start and grow their business alongside their nine to five so they can hand in their notice with confidence with a profitable and sustainable business. Stephanie's experience in entrepreneurship, corporate leadership, and mentoring roles serve as the foundation for her consulting and coaching program. Starting as a teen mum with limited financial resources, Stephanie put herself through college, started two successful businesses, and quickly rose to leadership positions in multiple corporate roles. Drawing on her success in sales, banking, business operations, and coaching industries, Stephanie now works with high achievers to tap into and build on their strengths, skills, and intuition to start and grow their own coaching or consulting businesses. An advocate for diversity and inclusion, Stephanie sees her work as a consultant and coach as a way to empower diverse communities to create opportunities through entrepreneurship, as well as to help shift our corporate culture and societal norms towards greater inclusivity and social equity. Wow. (laughs) Steph, I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm excited to be here. What an amazing um, little introduction of bio that is on you. You are. Um, I probably could have read more and more about you because you have some very enviable qualifications as well. Um, but I will just share with everyone, you're currently kind of close to our home here in Oz. I am. Yeah, I'm currently in Bali. I am a full-time traveler or digital nomad. Um, so yeah, very close and I'll be coming to Australia next. So very excited. Yes, that's so super cool. So um, I always love to ask this question and, and sort of say to people, um, tell us about what um, what did, what inspired you to start your business. And, and um, you look like you've had a really interesting life along the way. So um, please feel free to fill in some background on that um, very formal bio because I love hearing the juicy bits in between. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I spent a lot of years in corporate after starting my own business. So as you shared in my bio, I was a very, very young mom and I started a side business while I was in college full time and working part time jobs just to put food on the table. And I got laid off from my job, which I had planned to to go into upon graduation and So I decided, you know, I'm just going to go all in on this side hustle that I started to see if I can make something out of it. And I grew that business big enough that I could be a single stay-at-home mom for the next three years running my business from home. And this was in the very early 2000s. So really before social media was a thing, right? Mm. (laughs) And I did that for several years and I loved it. But because social media really wasn't as big and I, it certainly wasn't something part of my world at that time, it was a lot of hustle and I got burnt out. So even though my business was successful, it just wasn't serving me anymore. So I actually left my business to go into corporate and I spent a lot of years in corporate business banking, business operations, and I was very successful. I quickly rose up the ranks. And what I realized during this time is that there was not a lot of women and minorities rising along with me. And so mentorship became a big part of what I did in my corporate world. And around the pandemic time, there was a lot of uh, social justice issues coming to light. And I was starting to really see it and feel it even within my own organization 
where I worked for a very national company as a vice president of operations and my entire leadership team was filled with men, not one woman <laughs> and um, only one minority. And I, I said, you know, if something doesn't change, I, I need to make it change. And so I decided just in, in a moment of clarity and kind of frustration, to be honest, that something needs to be done to help more people grow and be CEO from day one. So I started my business under Claim Your Career, which was um, an opportunity to help people grow in their career or start their own business from day one, be the CEO. So you don't have to fight the patriarchy, so to speak, and you can build your own set of diverse teams doing something that you love and are passionate about. And that really grew into strictly business coaching because the more I spoke to my audience and started connecting with people, they didn't want to be in the corporate environment anymore. They wanted to own their own business. They wanted to have the financial independence and the autonomy to run business in a way that was aligned for them. So through a very quick transition period, <laughs> I focused quickly on business coaching, having now started two of my own successful businesses and having all of this background in business operations and finance, it was the perfect combination for me to make that shift. And what I also knew very early on before I even opened the doors was that mindset is such a huge part of actually implementing all of the strategy that I would give my clients. So I became a certified mindset coach to really wow. help them with the mental and emotional components of actually implementing and starting their own businesses. Well, <laughs> there is so much to unpack there, um, Stephanie. That is, I, mean, I just want to talk all the things with you. We're going to run out of time <laughs> before we even get started. But that is so inspirational. And can I just say that I'm 100% certain that myself and my audience relate to so much of that. Um, having spent many years in corporate myself, I had that exact same experience. And um, my kind of moment of like, this isn't working is when I kind of realized that no one really cares about me and my family the way I do. And that was when I really left work and started my own business. So I know that that's something we all resonate with. And um, I think we're incredibly lucky as entrepreneurs to have amazing women like you to help guide us um, through that process. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and my, yeah, I could talk mindset all day with you because that's when people say, you know, what does it take to be successful? Is it the tech? Is it this? And I'm just like, it's mindset. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my favorite sayings that the money is in the mindset. Um, I consistently Ooh. say that on all the platforms because it's true. I could easily give you the strategy to become a successful business owner, but if you don't believe it, you won't implement it in a way and show up in a way that will actually attract the money into your business. Oh, it's so, so true. Oh my goodness. Getting all the chills just talking to you, Stephanie. <laughs> Um, I got you on today because I'm really excited to hear you talk about um, being a location independent entrepreneur. Um, and I feel like you've got so much more to share than that. But um, let's hear about when you decided to do that, because obviously you're a mom and you had a proper job and all those kind of things. And now you're sitting in sunny Bali and heading to Australia next. So how did that happen? Yeah, so right before the pandemic, I just used the most paid time off that my company would allow to book a trip to South Africa. It was my dream trip and I was going by myself. Uh, my son had just graduated high school and he was off to college and the, the, the timing was just perfect. And I was literally in JFK airport in New York, March 17th, 2020. And I got the phone call that everything is canceled, go home because oh. of the pandemic and 
it was right around that time when I was starting my business as well. And I was like, you know what? I, when this is over, I need to travel. I want to travel. I want to make this part of my life. And so I was very, very focused on building this business to a place where I could leave my corporate job and start traveling once the pandemic lifted. And so I just had sort of tunnel vision to make that happen. So I actually was growing my business alongside my very demanding corporate job. And my son ended up coming home because of the pandemic. So I was supporting him and trying to get him, you know, up and running as a very young adult. And um, so, yeah, it took me about a year and a half of really just knuckling down, building my business, still serving my job in the way that I needed to and getting my son transitioned now into a new life uh, as a young adult post pandemic, which has (laughs) its own set of challenges. Definitely. Um, And yeah, once I got to that place where I had a saving strategy. I had um, a plan for being an independent woman solo traveler. So making sure I had health insurance set up for myself, which is not widely accessible or easily accessible in the U.S. Um, so that was something I had to really strategize around and a savings and emergency fund that if I ever needed to come home, if my son ever needed anything from me, I never wanted to be in a financial position where I was worried or I couldn't support him or get home quickly. So I had a very specific strategy to have a savings plan, to have all of the tools and transition things in place, including a retirement fund, all of the benefits that I was getting in my corporate job. I wanted to make sure I set myself up for success as an independent business owner without having to rely on a partner or anyone else to be able to successfully make this transition and feel confident about it. And when the timing was right, all the savings were in place. My son was settled. I moved him into his own own apartments. And I was like, this is it. I have no reason to continue on at this point. I'm ready to go. So I handed in my notice with confidence, as I say, um, and I was off. And so I've been traveling since then, uh, which has been amazing. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. Gosh, you uh, so much sage advice in there in terms of finance, because I think that um, there is lots of evidence that says even as entrepreneurs, we females undervalue ourselves, underpay ourselves, don't pay into our retirements, all those kind of things. So, so, so sensible. So when you set those kind of savings goal and that emergency fund and that kind of fund that would enable you to help your son, did you, how did you kind of decide what that would be? Like, um, I know lots of people say you should have like a $10,000 emergency fund. Other people say 2000. What did you decide that would be like, whatever the maximum cost was to get home or what did that, how did you decide those numbers? Cause I know you've got a banking background, so I'm sure there's some good advice here. <laughs> Yeah. So for me, I wanted to get my business to a place where I didn't necessarily need to replace my corporate salary, Mm -hmm. but I did want to be able to travel in the way that was aligned for me. Like I didn't want to be living in hostels. Like I'm 41. I know what my travel style is. I know what I like in travel. And so I sort of put a budget together that would align with my travel style. And I built up that savings plan for two years worth of budget for travel. And so if I didn't make one dime in my business, I was going to have at least two years to be able to travel, which of course I already had a profitable and sustainable business. So I wasn't worried about that. So that sort of emergency savings fund is sort of my pot of money that I pay myself out of every month, just like I was getting a paycheck. And I based that on what I was earning before versus what I needed to earn now 
in addition to paying my private health insurance and continuing to tri contribute to my 401k. So I have that sort of pot of money, so to speak, to pay myself. And then when I get paid from clients, I just reimburse that pot. So it's just continually growing. Brilliant. And so it's there, it's available to me, but I do also have that separate 10K emergency fund, um, which I kind of came up with that number of, if something happened to my son and he was in a jam, what would it take for me to support him for three months of him paying his rent, his bills, and Ooh. what would be the cost for me to get home, to fly home, to see him if I was on the other side of the world? So figuring the cost of a plane ticket plus three months worth of his emergency fund needs, that was kind of the, the dollar amount that I put to it. Oh, wow. So, thank you for sharing with so much transparency, Stephanie. That's so helpful. Um, I, oh, that's all, I'm, I'm loving this. Tell me um, where, when you're, when you're working, because obviously you're this very successful business coach, um, how did you decide to run your business so that that worked from anywhere as well? Like, what does that look like in terms of how you show up and support people? Yeah, so I this is one of the great things about entrepreneurship is being able to create a schedule that works for your life. And so I have clients who are all around the world in different time zones. So I've narrowed down my days to four days where I have availability in different time zones for my clients. Um, my US clients who are in their nine to fives are available on nights and weekends, which is actually perfect for me being on the other side of the world, um, the 12 hour time zone difference, I can work with them if they're in their evenings and it's morning time for me. Um, and then same thing on the weekends. And then my clients who are here on this side of the world, I'm available during the day in the same way that they're available during the day. So it's, yeah, it's really being intentional with creating a schedule of days that you would work just like you would any other job, but really also taking time off so that you can enjoy the places that you're in and really uh, appreciate the whole reason for traveling to begin with, which is, yeah, the beauty, the culture, the food, the experience of wherever I'm at in the world. So sticking with that schedule um, and having a, obviously a great social media strategy that is consistent no matter where I'm going has yes. been really key for me. Oh, amazing. And I, I know that um, for myself and for lots of my clients I speak to, the um there is a hard part of entrepreneurship which we often don't talk about and that can be that sense of sort of being a little bit isolated or a little bit lonely so have you met people along the way or have you intentionally sought out people that you can meet like in real life when you're somewhere or what has that looked like for you yeah i mean i am an extrovert by nature so if i see you sitting close to me or if we're on a group tour together i'm going to start a conversation and i've met some incredible people along the way um honestly I, i'm on the clubhouse app a lot and that has been a lifeline for me as well for those of you who aren't familiar it's a social audio app and people are on there 24 seven having conversations around any topic you can possibly imagine. And I've created an incredible community there. So at any time of day or night, there's somebody awake around the world that I can chat with. Um, so that has been a great lifeline, but yeah, starting conversations with people, going on group tours so that I can connect with friends um, has been incredible. And I have met up with several people along my journeys. I've met a ton of people while in Bali who live in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I have great, great opportunity to connect with them when I come to Australia next. So 
Yeah, just sort of building my circle of friends and network through traveling and just having conversations with people has been an amazing part of the journey and staying connected on WhatsApp with friends and family from back home and using Clubhouse um, as a great strategy as well to just, if I feel like I need to have a conversation, somebody's going to be awake and up on the app for me to chat with. Oh, that's so cool. That's so interesting. Now, look, I know that everyone wants to know because this is, um, if if I was in your shoes, which um, unfortunately I still have younger children that still need me to um, get them to school and things, but, um, you know, the, the, that possibility is really open to so many of us and we often don't even consider it. So um, how did you decide where you wanted to go and, and what did that look like for you? Because I think we all have like different bucket lists and things, don't we? Yes, I have a huge bucket list and I didn't grow up with money. Travel was not part of my upbringing. It wasn't until I was much older when my best friend got married in Guatemala that I really stepped out of my comfort zone of my hometown and started realizing that there's an incredible world out there and that travel actually is possible for everyone. And so my list is pretty comprehensive of places I wanna go. So for me, it's just a matter of taking one place at a time. And so I started in Lisbon because it was convenient to get to from the East Coast of the US. And I've literally just been checking things off the list. And I just, I really, everywhere that I go has been special. Every place that I've gone has been new. So it's a new experience. And so that has just been one of the most incredible things about this journey is I want to see everywhere and experience everything. And I get to take my time and sort of move through each location at a time. Um, Australia has always been a dream trip for me. So I can't wait to spend six weeks kind of going through that country and seeing as much as I can. But yeah, there's not many places that aren't on my list. So I try to just find places that make sense geographically for me to go to that are within my budget because some places are more expensive than others. So making sure that I'm sort of balancing that out. Bali and Australia are a good balance. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Your money will go a long way in Bali. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And a little less in Australia. So uh, yeah, keeping all of those things in mind um, as I'm planning out my travels, sort of a quarter at a time. Um, but there's, I want to see everywhere. So uh, everywhere is pretty much on the list. <laughs> Amazing. And so is your intention to keep doing this as long as you're enjoying it? Or is it, it was, is it two years? Because that was what your kind of plan was? Or, or what, what's, I know you said quarter by quarter, but do you reassess that regular? I guess as a coach, you probably do. <laughs> I do. I'm always checking in with myself. Like, is this feeling good? Is this feeling aligned? Is this something that I want to continue on for, you know, the next six months, year? Um, I have no timeline. Uh, I am totally going in flow. Um, If I meet someone that their home is at a certain country, then I'll have to decide, is this somewhere I want to live? Is this a relationship I want to pursue? Are they willing to travel with me? But that may be the only pause for me and or if it's no longer serving me, if I'm feeling tired of the travel life, um, then I get to just choose at any time to pick a place to settle down. But I so far am loving this ride. And so I'm just going to stick with it until it's no longer serving me or if I have a compelling reason to stop and stay where I am. Oh, so good. Now, um, a quick little, I guess, wrap up comment. If If someone in my audience is thinking, I wish that was me, Um, what would be your advice in terms of if you want to become location independent, you are an entrepreneur, how does one work towards that? What would you give as your best advice on what you've learned and done? 
If you're an entrepreneur who wants to become location independent, getting really clear on why you want to do it and what's most important to you, because it can feel like a lot to actually make that transition. I sold all of my things. I had to really plan and strategize financially so that I was confident enough to make that leap and not have to worry about my business being able to run and making sure that you're really paying attention to your business finances and not just what will it take to travel. If you're traveling and business is slow or there's a dip and there's ups and downs with every business under the sun. Um, so really planning on how do I make my business run and what does that look like financially while there are dips and ebbs and flows in my business. So planning not just financially for your travel, but traveling or budgeting also for your business so that things are always running consistently, no matter how much income you may or may not have coming in in any one month. And really being focused on intentionality when you're traveling so that you are really getting to enjoy the places in the travel style that you want. And you're not just doing it just to go and not be able to experience it because you're working 24 seven. So have clarity, intention and a budget. Oh, <laughs> my goodness, Stephanie, you are so incredibly generous with your knowledge. Um, that has just been delightful having you on as a guest on my show. I feel really honoured to hear all of your wisdom. I can't even imagine what it's like to coach you. You're obviously so wise and have bring so much talent to your business. I can see absolutely why you're successful. So um, on behalf of my audience, I want to say thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you said yes to coming on. Um, it has been delightful talking with you. For all of my audience, um, please check out Stephanie. I will pop all the links to her socials and her website and everything in the show notes so you can check her out. Um, if she sounds like a coach for you, then I'm certain that she has lots to offer. Um, so thanks again, Stephanie. It's been delightful having you on. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I loved our conversation. And uh, yeah, thank you. I, I've enjoyed your social as well and all of the tips that you share. And I know that my clients are going to benefit so much from it. So I can't wait to share this out with our communities. Oh, thank you. Excellent. So thank you everyone for tuning in. And as always, I will see you the same time next week on The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.